Welcome to another episode of Coffee Christ Culture, where what you believe, religion, and how you live culture shapes the world around you. I am your host, Epic, and today's coffee mug, I have my travel coffee mug. I actually use this coffee mug probably more often than any other coffee mug. This is a black coffee mug, and it has a custom decal on it that I created that says Prophet priest protector provider it has a picture of a lion and a crown on it and it says homeschool dad so that is one of my hobbies is creating custom logos and decals um, this one is rather worn because i've had it for quite some time so who knows maybe i'll um, remove this one and put a new one on there well we have independence day coming up so I've decided to call this episode Faith, Freedom, and the Fourth, Unveiling the Christian Roots of America's Constitutional Republic. So, in today's special episode, we're going to explore the essence of Independence Day. Independence Day as it intertwines with Christianity and the formation of America's unique constitutional republic. Independence Day, which we observe here on the 4th of July here in the United States, is a national holiday that commemorates the country's declaration of independence from British rule. It upholds deep historical and cultural significance, marking the adoption of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. So uh, what I want to do here is I want to uncover the historical significance, delve into the Christian influences on the Founding Fathers. Uh, particularly, I'm going to um, make some comments on John Adams a little bit later in this episode and reflect on the responsibility we have of preserving some of the cherished principles that are essential to liberty. So, it's my understanding that for a few hundred years, America has stood as the longest-running constitutional republic in world history. But what does it mean to be a constitutional republic? Glad you asked. So we're going to begin by examining the definition of this form of government where power is derived from a constitution that establishes and limits the authority of the government. The founding fathers crafted the United States as a constitutional republic laying the groundwork for a society founded on principles of liberty and justice. Now this this was very different from the British monarchy that they were seeking to separate themselves from. Uh, so I guess the way I would describe this, uh, the, with the monarchy, right, it was a very top-down, heavy government where the, where the founding fathers established a much more biblical view of government, which was a bottom-up they saw it to be the duty of the government to protect the liberties of the people. So the government existed to protect the liberties of the people as defined by scripture and sought to limit the government's scope of power because they understood that men would most certainly abuse their power. So it was imperative to define the role of government and limit its power. So as we look at the historical evidence of Independence Day and the shaping of our nation, it becomes evident that Christianity, 
Christianity played a significant role in shaping the vision the founding fathers had. I want to delve into the spiritual convictions and principles that guided some of these men as they sought independence from British monarchy. I want to look at John Adams for a moment here. John Adams was one of the founding fathers of the United States, and I want to comment on a letter where he expressed his thoughts on the significance of the 4th of July. This was a letter he wrote uh, to his wife, Abigail Adams, and in this letter to his wife, Adams conveyed a deep understanding of the spiritual and historical importance of the day. So, in this letter, Adams wrote about how he anticipated that the 4th of July would become an anniversary celebrated by future generations. He recognized the profound impact of the Declaration of Independence and the actions taken by Congress in separating from England. Adams believed that this day would hold a special place in the history of America, surpassing the importance of any other event. Now, moreover, Adams saw the 4th of July as an occasion that should be marked not just by festivities, but also by acts of solemn devotion to God Almighty. And now I just want to note here that when they say God Almighty, this is not a to whom it may be concerned. This is referring to the God of the Bible. He envisioned uh, a religious aspect to the celebration, acknowledging the role of divine intervention and in the birth of the nation. Adams believed that the American Revolution and the subsequent establishment of a new nation were providential acts guided by God's hand. Adams' letter underscores the belief that the principles and values underlining the American Revolution were aligned with the general principles of Christianity. He recognized that the fight for independence was not merely a political struggle, but a spiritual one as well. Adams saw the 4th of July as an opportunity to honor and express gratitude to God for the deliverance and blessings bestowed upon the nation. So in essence, in essence, Adams' letter conveys how the Bible influenced the 4th of July as a day to commemorate the birth of a nation founded on Christian principles, to acknowledge God's providential guidance throughout the revolution, and to express deep gratitude for the liberty and blessings enjoyed by Americans. It reflects the conviction that faith, that faith and freedom are intertwined. I'll say that again. It reflects the conviction that faith and freedom are intertwined and that the celebration of Independence Day should be a reminder of the spiritual and historical significance of the nation's founding. The signing of the Declaration of Independence was a courageous act. A lot of people uh, kind of forget this point, uh, but it's good to remember the signing of the Declaration of Independence was a courageous act as the founding fathers recognized that it could result in their own demise. Like they could perish for their pursuit, right? Like they, they could have lost their lives. They put their lives on the line by actually pursuing this. They pledged their lives and relied on divine providence. The founding fathers sought to establish a society guided by God's laws. Now, I've heard it said, um, I've heard this said before that a motto during the uh, revolution was no king but King Jesus. No king but King Jesus. Uh, I'm not 100% uh, 
for certain if that was a confirmed model, but I've I've heard that. I'm sure I've read that uh, before. No king but King Jesus. Irregardless, this is true, right? Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Revelations 19, 16. And we also read in Acts 17, verses 6 and 7. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also and jason has received them and they are all acting against the decrees of caesar saying that there is another king jesus so throughout scripture we commonly see this conflict right we commonly see this conflict between king jesus and the state king jesus and tyrants so the torch of liberty the torch of liberty has been passed down to us by people like the founding fathers and it's our duty to carry it forward now i'm going to make this note here i'm not saying uh, that these men were perfect i'm not trying to um, put these men on some sort of pedestal however i do recognize that the many blessings we have in america stem from biblical thought and men who were courageous enough and wise enough to implement God's word as it applies to government in order to have true liberty as defined by the scriptures. So at the end of the day, we got to remember this at the end of the day, it's not whether, but which it's not whether, but which the question is not whether our cultural culture will serve a God, but which God, Someone's morality, someone's law will govern the people, and it'll either be God's law or man's law. In the realm of Christian thought and theology, few individuals have made a significant impact on my understanding of liberty. So I'm going to kind of fast forward here a little bit um, to present day. When it comes to me and my journey in learning uh, about liberty and, you know, uh, what the scripture has to say about some of these things. I want to give credit to a few people who have really aided in my understanding here, a few theologians. One's going to be R.J. Rushdooney, Greg Bonson, and I think I would probably go ahead and add Gary DeMar uh, from American Vision to that list. These three uh, influential figures have significantly contributed to the discourse on the relationship between faith and freedom. So, R.J. Rushdooney, we'll talk about him real briefly for a moment. He heavily uh, emphasized the vital role of God's law in understanding and preserving liberty. Uh, Rushdooney argues quite frequently that true freedom is found in submitting to God's moral principles, God's law as revealed in the Bible, Old and New Testament, the Bible. Rushdooney believed that uh, society should be governed by the principles of biblical law, viewing it as the foundation for justice, order, and human flourishing. His teachings really highlighted the necessity of recognizing God's sovereignty in all aspects of life, including politics, economics, and education. Um, Let's talk about Gary DeMar for a second. Uh, his work, a lot of his work has been dedicated to re actually restoring uh, the Christian worldview and the importance of reclaiming those biblical foundations upon which America was built and returning to that biblical understanding of law and government uh, in order to preserve and enhance our liberties. 
so he's he's probably I would say maybe the most modern of the three. Um, but he's really stressed how important it is that we get equipped as Christians to engage actively in the public square, promoting a society that aligns with Christian values and principles. Uh, lastly, Greg Bonson. Uh, Greg Bonson, uh, like the presuppositional apologist, uh, he has done some excellent work in arguing that the Christian faith provides a comprehensive, I'll say that word again, a comprehensive worldview, right? All of Christ for all of life that not only upholds individual freedoms, but also provides a robust defense against secular philosophies that undermine liberty. Um, so if you can Google this man, look him up on the internet, watch him, uh, debate. Uh, I've learned a ton from, uh, this man's teaching. Bonson does a great job at emphasizing the importance of engaging in intellectual battles, using logical reasoning and biblical principles to defend the Christian worldview as a foundation for societal freedoms. Now, while each of these theologians had their unique insights, I will say this, they shared a common theme in their views on liberty. They all recognized the essential role of faith and biblical principles in preserving and understanding freedom. They emphasized the responsibility of Christians to actively engage in shaping society, right? In shaping society, the culture around them, advocating for policies and practices aligned with the scriptures the scriptures, Old and New Testament, the whole Bible. And moreover, they all emphasize the importance of recognizing God's authority as the source of true liberty and human flourishing. Now, the teachings of these theologians stress the inseparable relationship, right? The inseparable relationship between faith and freedom. They didn't divorce the two. They really stress the inseparable relationship between faith and freedom. And I hope my hope is to see more believers embracing biblical principles as the foundation for a just and free society and see Christians continue to seek the truth in the scriptures and engage with that truth in the public square and actively contribute to the pursuit of liberty in our nation as it is guided by our Christian convictions. We got to remember, right? We have to remember this, that God is in covenant with nations, nations, which are made of people, right? And he has real expectations for nations and their rulers to submit to his lordship, lest they be cursed and undergo judgment. We will either have Christ or chaos. So my prayer is that America would repent for her rebellion, that God would be slow to anger, and that God would raise up faithful Christians, faithful churches, and give us rulers that would walk in their role as God has defined it. So, as we wrap up this special Independence Day episode of Coffee Christ Culture, uh, we've explored and looked at the relationship between Independence Day, Christianity, and America's constitutional republic, understanding the historical foundations, the Christian influences, and the ongoing, the ongoing responsibility to uphold these values is crucial for the preservation of our nation's legacy. So let us continue to celebrate this freedom, embrace our faith, and engage the culture for the glory of God. 
Until next time, be faithful, be fearless. Happy 4th of July.